Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Listen to personality profiles with Lessons Bill, get inspired, get nourished, and grow to be the best that you want to be. Personality profile and 99.7 FM. I love it. This is lawyer Philip Addison. Every Thursday night, 7 p.m., listen to Personality Profile on Joy FM, where top personalities meet. It will motivate you, to inspire you, to send you to greater heights. Hi, this is Nadia Antano, Miss Ghana 2013. Keep listening to Personality Profile with Lexis Bill every Thursday at 7 p.m. on Joy FM and be inspired. Hello, Ghana. My name is Senor Jose, CEO of the Ghana Chamber of Bulk Oil Distributors. Keep listening to Personality Profile with Lexis Bill because it delivers the value that sets you apart for success. I'm Vera Kwakwafi, current affairs editor of BBC Africa. Keep listening to Lexis Bill on Personality Profile on Joy 99.7 FM. You could just be able to hear the best piece of advice that sets you on the course to success. Hi, my name is James Ebo White, or everyone calls me Uncle Ebo White. You know, what you'll be five years from now depends on only two things. The books you read and the people you meet. On Personality Profile, you meet the kind of people you meet you need to meet to make your transition to your greatness. You want a program that would help you, inspire you, motivate you. Why bother to turn to other channels? Just stay here on Personality Profile and you get all the inspiration you need. Straight through hell with a smile You could be the hero 
Go make this they thought never could be broke Yeah, do it for your people Do it for your pride yeah. Never gonna know if you ever even try Do it for your country Do it for your name Cause there gonna be a day When you're fame and the world will know your name when you hear this song by will i am in the script today you know what time it is time for personality profile here on joy 99.7 fm i'm lexus build and i so look forward to thursday evenings where we get to sit with amazing people who are doing great stuff here in ghana and get to know about their journey and probably pick a thing or two and tonight i have one very very August brother in the studio yeah so welcome along we're live on our facebook page as well you can actually go and check it out uh, the live video or share it with your friends and family and let them know personality profile with lexus bill is airborne so yeah welcome once again now this evening i spent time with a very amazing brother who has actually worked around the globe and sees the need to come home and contribute his quota to ghana's development hard working or daddy brother yeah whose light is shining brightly for many years, he's lived in the United States of America, graduated MIT, Yale, EVA, and created value for over two decades in the real estate industry. He moved back to Ghana and actively played a role in our politics, serving as Consul General to Dubai. Yep, he actually was NDC parliamentary candidate in 2012 for the Asante Achim North constituency as well in the Ashanti region. Ambassador Daniel Osei is my guest on Personality Profile this evening. Big brother. Good to see you. Good to see you. I have to make a small correction in your intro. Oh, please do. <laughs> so you mentioned UVA, MIT. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those are schools my kids went to. Your kids, actually. Went oh, to, yeah. I see. Good I went stuff. to George Mason University. Oh, nice, yeah, nice, nice. Okay, right. Anyway, good to see you. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I'm well. I'm yeah. well. Good to see you. The last time I saw you, we were both partying. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it was a good time, wasn't it? Excellent time. Yeah. Excellent yeah. time. Anyway, anyway. And I know you've been quite busy with the Presec. Yes. Yes. Uh, we are 
doing some wonderful things uh, with some of the students. Mm. Um, it was this is the uh, brainchild of senior Sam Ado. Oh, okay, yeah, Sam Ado, uh, the same wonderful senior guy. who birthed the Guasi yes. concept. Yes, you know? and. Um, there are a lot of big boys supporting mm. the project, which is basically to try to help the smart kids or or those students mm. who want to get into schools, um, in top the schools US. in the U.S., in Canada. Okay. And so we help them with their SAT prep stuff and, uh, ah. you know, common application stuff, that kind of stuff. Wow. So with the uh, early application deadlines coming, there's a lot of uh, work, work that, that we're needs doing. to be done. Yes, ah, yes great. Yes, yes, I see. Yes. And 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 you know our boys are in the finals of the national science and maths quiz as well. Absolutely. Hopefully next week. Yes. <laughs> this is an exciting moment yeah, for all of us. It? Yeah. You know, um, as we say, we serve a great God. We serve a great God. And yes. So <laughs> the, that great God is going to deliver number, number eight. eight. <laughs> and. Um, I think one of the beautiful things about the NMSQ, and shout out to uh, the quiz mistress and Prime and all the yeah, people. Prime time and the crew. Yes. You know, it has really helped old students get involved, right? Yeah. They, everybody's trying to find a way to help their school. Yes. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. We, our alumni, uh, group headed by our global president, Dr. Dr. Yes, they're doing a marvelous job, and so I want to give a shout out to uh, the global executive group, yeah. our president, our vice president, the organizers, and uh, uh, everyone. You know, the guy coaching the students, yes, and then also the the the. The boys, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I have every confidence they will deliver come Monday. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think it's the, it's the headmaster's birthday today as well. Something like that on the platform. I was just trying to confirm to see whatever it was, but uh, I think I saw something about his birthday or something. So, Jija Magic, happy birthday to you. Yes. Uh, happy, happy birthday. Absolutely, yes. yes. Uh, Mr. David Ojija, today's his birthday. So, yeah, happy birthday to him. Or, or, yeah, it's today. Yeah. Anyway, so away from Prisek, and let's come to you. What have what have you been up to? What has been keeping you busy? Well, you know the the uh, a very uh, important personality said to me that I've been bitten by the political bug. <laughs> you know, and for what it's worth, uh, since opposition, since 2016. Um, I went home to be with the kids and uh, kind of uh, helped them out a little bit with their school stuff and, you know, try to position them for uh, success. Um, at the very personal level, I engaged a little business activity here and there, but the heart is with Ghana. Mm. The heart is with politics. Um, I think we need to change the narrative you know um, since I was a child and I'm sure since you were a kid also we've heard about the difficult times in Ghana 
like almost always we're talking about hardships and the narrative of poverty right and i think we need to change that right and we're we're, we're watching the political elites the political class in the country they have literally hijacked the system purely for financial gain mm. and as long as that dynamic continues we are not likely to see any major progress in development in uh, improved economic uh, standards for the citizenry you say so, political elite as if you are not part of the political elite well i could put you in there too you you could yes you could except i'm not in the sense that i don't politic for money and i'm i'm kind of not too hot on the partisan purely partisan political nonsense where you know even if the idea is good simply because it's coming from the other side you have to find a way to kind of knock it down mm. right and i think we are at a point in our civilization where we have an opportunity to really change things right mm. but we have to be proactive about it and we have to engage it purposefully because nobody those of us who saw you know the implosion if i may nobody can we we don't want that again mm. right and history as uh, mark twain said rhymes eerily because we know what happens right we don't need to kind of want it or not want it or that kind of stuff we know that when you have so much chaos and uncertainty in the system when the dichotomy the divide between the haves and have nots get to a point where people have nothing to lose the system will implode okay and I we have to prevent that okay i'm i'm now i'm actually wondering what you are doing to to help uh, you know avert that implosion and all of that but this was actually even just asking you what you've been up to and you sound very disgruntled already so when we get into <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> when we get into the thick of things i'm i'm very sure you'll be very 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 livid at the system and uh, the political landscape and what it is now but before we actually even get there mm -hmm. let's talk about you i want to know a bit of your journey mm -hmm. uh, a bit of your upbringing as well where are you yes. from where did you grow up so i'm kind of uh uh, all over the place kind of kid because I was born and raised in Kumasi but I also did some primary education in Accra I did class four five and six at Garrison primary and I, I went to uh, uh, the best school in the country <laughs> <laughs> that's what's up but what kind of parents and did you have how was growing I, up oh, growing up was amazing um, you have privileged I, no, upbringing, you say. no, 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 no. I had a good upbringing, you see. Um, we were not lacking, but we were not privileged. Mm. My mom had some shops, but she was very religious. Later became uh, seriously involved with the Presby Church, started some churches for the Presby Merkel Church. Merkel presidents, 
for women's fellowship, that kind of stuff. <laughs> Ultimately, started her own church in the oh, house. She did. Yes, she she was starting. She was working with the church at a time when they didn't like women to lead the church. Okay, and so she they had some issues, you know, with Basically. her leading the church. So she started her own little church mm. in the house. The members were just a kids. She had a lot of us. I'm number mm. 10 of 11. Oh, I see. Yes. Um, same mom, same dad? Same mom, same dad. Wow. Yeah, yeah, They yeah, had yeah. a lot. Yes. Were you following uh, suit? No, 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 no. <laughs> my, my, we stopped at three. Okay, my wife and right. I stopped at three. <laughs> but, um, and my mom had this thing where it was important for her that all her children spend some time with her mother in the village. Okay. So all 11 of us, at some point, you would do like a term or two in the village, which I did mm. with my grandmother. So I, I kind of have a good idea of, you know, privilege, average, mm. as well, you know, uh, I... I you know, I saw, at least, I saw, you know, rural life mm. at a very early age. Um, and right after secondary form five from Presec, you know, I, uh, my, my journey to Presec was actually interesting because I hadn't, I, Presec was not one of the schools I was going to apply to mm. when I uh, did my common entrance. Uh, my brothers went to... Uh, Mfanspem Prempe, my brother-in-law, who was uh, a colonel in the armed forces at the time, he did Achimota. So these were the schools I picked. That's very sad. (laughs) (laughs) So my my class six teacher, uh, Mr. Odoi at the time, who recently retired as General Odoi, Mm. Reginald Odoi, he said that I thought like a scientist Mm. and that I should add Prusek. So I removed uh, my first choice, which was Prempe, mm. and replaced it with Prisek. Wow. And I got in. Best decision of your life. Best ever. <laughs> <laughs> the Prempe College guys were not like this, but yeah. You went know, to Prisek and Smith. What do you expect? <laughs> you know, and, and uh, Prisek was amazing. Right. Um, you studied science. Yes. What was the plan? What did you want to be? At a very young age, I think I wanted to be a doctor. You know, and um, right after uh, Form 5, I had the opportunity to travel, Mm. and I went to the U.S. I was young. I was barely 17 when I did this. And so when I went, I actually did... After school or...? After Form 5. After, okay. Yeah. So when I went to the U.S., I actually uh, did a year of high school before I went to college. Okay. You know, and um, after college, I kind of, actually during my university days, I kind of got into the real estate space as an investor of sorts, you know. During your university days? Yes. You know, And I, you got uh, in what, as an investor? It, it was, I, I bought a place to live in. You bought a place in university? Yes. No, yes, I was a student when I first had my first home. And you bought it? Yes. How? Well, with a mortgage, by the way. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, when it, so, of course, you have to have your down payment and all that stuff. And how did you get the down payment? I worked. You worked? Yes. When I was in school, I was working. As what? 
I did a lot of jobs, man. I worked uh, in restaurants. I worked in libraries. I did everything. I, I hustled. I did everything. And you were able to clean. Make I actually money. had a cleaning company at one point. Yes, 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 yes. You were able to make enough money for a down payment on a house. Yes. In which part of the U.S.? Oh, th this was in uh, Northern Virginia. Okay. Yeah. How much are we in talking about? Area. Oh, this was a long time ago. There was not a lot of money. It wasn't. Um, it was significant, you know. Today, that same property is worth more than half a million. Yeah. But at that time, it was not that much. Wow. And, and this is after how many years of working in the U.S.? Oh, I, 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 I hustle, man. When, when we work, even when I was in high school in the U.S., I bought my first home in Ghana. In Bef high school? Yes, when I was in high school, I was also working. You got to be kidding me. Uh, yes, man. You bought a home in Ghana? Yes. Yes. Ah, because, hey, you're serious. I was working. What, did you have family in the U.S.? I had, yes, I, I actually, you know, I went to the U.S. because I mentioned my brother-in-law, mm -hmm. who was a soldier. My sister, who was married to him, okay. Ambassador Kumi, was actually working with the Ghana mission mm. in New York. So that, I went to live with her, right? And okay. then I kind of... I worked, I did newspaper deliveries, I worked at restaurants, I, I did, I was always working, man, two, three jobs anytime, you know, I'm not lazy, not, uh, you know, <laughs> so we did what we had to do. Do you think, do you think now, mm -hmm. somebody your age at the time, if it was now, mm -hmm. the person can make that money? Oh, they could. They could? Oh, they could. If, if you want, you can make money doing anything. Right, wow. you can make money, and 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 you know, I I didn't just I mean I did a lot of things, right? Okay. Uh, you know this I was still, I just mentioned this property that I bought, you know, uh, when I first veered into uh, real estate. But, but I, I, I'm, even I'm just, in school, mm -hmm. apart from what I was able to acquire here, yeah, and what I had on my own, I was also supporting my sister. I paid their mortgage for two decades. Look, you, you literally <laughs> became a rich man. I, I knew how to make and how, money. How, how old were you at the time? Uh, early 20s, late teens, early 20s. I bought my first house in Ghana, just about 18, 19. You know, so... Um, the, and then the IRS didn't come and chase you. <laughs> like, what? If I paid my taxes, <laughs> <laughs> because the, when, when you that's so really the thing the thing with the US you. is mm -hmm. when you work, mm -hmm. your taxes are taken out of your income, you and then at know. the end of the year you have to file. You have to file. so that whatever they owe you, they give it back to you. Right. You know, and then what if you owe them something, you you top it up. No, I'm I'm impressed. That, you know? I mean, in uh, at an early age like that, you were able to buy a house and. Mm. And, and even buy one in Ghana and uh, yes. all of that. You probably had your head screwed on pro properly then. I went to Prosec, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, because, I mean, at that age, your priorities probably... A lot of young people your age would yeah. not probably be thinking about that. Living a bit of the high life, you know. Yeah. Uh, spending time with friends and partying and whatnot. You did none of that. No. And I think for me, I think for my family, 
you know, this thing about my mother sending all of us at different times, you know, very early years to spend some time with my grandmother, I think it was strategic because we watched her. She was not lazy. She was not lacking, you know. I dare say probably in the village, we are among the most prominent families, right? So it was not for luck. Mm. But this old woman woke up every day about 5 a.m. and will walk to the farm. And on weekends, we had to go with her, right? And I think it instilled uh, a sense of work ethic in all of us, all my siblings, the girls, the guys, everybody's extremely hardworking, mm. you know. And most of them did well, okay. you know. And for some of us threw our money away in politics <laughs> somehow. That's it. But that's a story for another time, if I may. You know, so um, when so I was... So you, you went there, you, yes? Yes. Um, you probably graduated. Uh, the, the ambitions of becoming a doctor fizzled out at some point. Yes, because um, I think at some point I realized I don't really like blood that much, <laughs> you know. I, I saw in New York City, uh, I saw an accident. I had just come out of our building and somebody had a big glass uh, mirror thing on the uh, balcony and the wind was blowing and it came down and hit a guy who was walking and he fell and his head exploded almost right in front of me and I saw the blood and I freaked out mm. and I realized I don't like blood. And I also have a little case of OCD. Okay. So the medical thing, I did, my undergrad was in biology and political science, but I did, uh, the plan was medical school, but, but around the time I was uh, finishing, you know, this back to the real estate thing, you know, I bought something that I was staying in. At different times I rented a room to different people. Mm. Um, the money was good, um, so along the way I, I bought another one, and then another one, and then another one, and that kind of got me in. So after school, and after uh, playing around with what to do a little bit, I ended up going in mm. as uh, an agent, you know. Like I, a realtor? I, as a realtor, um, and uh, I did well, you know. Obviously, I mean, until I decided. The way you, uh, the way you make it sound, oh, but another one, and another one, and another, <laughs> make it sound so easy. Like it's, it's not that easy, like, bro. <laughs> it's, not, it's not that easy. You but, just pick the houses off the shelves. And, uh, <laughs> anyway. no, no, but I, I'm just saying. I mean, yeah, yeah, don't, yeah. don't mind me. I'm just saying. It, it's just impressive, basically. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I yeah. see. So you did many real estate for most part of your stay in the U.S. Yes. Yes, most of my adult life I was uh, a realtor. And then at some point, I decided that I want to come home. And at what point? When you had made enough money or what? I was always political. I've always enjoyed politics. Mm. Um, so uh, at a very, when I was at Garrison Primary, after school, we play ball between the assembly hall and garrison. There was a little space where we play ball. Mm. And there was this day that uh, the ball went uh, 
outside the uh, perimeters onto the street. So I was chasing it. And when I crossed, there was a little uh, hump that you had to get up on. When I crossed it, a guy had already stopped the car to go get the ball. And he brought the ball to me. And he said, yeah, you guys be careful. And a few days later, I saw the same guy on TV. He had been arrested. And that was Wallace. But because of his color and his demeanor, I mean, his, uh, you, when you see him, you see him. Yeah. Right? So I was able to identify him on TV that, hey, this guy, da, 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 got the ball. Da, da, da. Anyway, the rest is history. So Rollins kind of, I always kind of had this soft spot for him. Mm. And that's kind of my initial attraction to the NDC, maybe. I don't know. I also like the social democratic uh, ideology, you know, this whole uh, idea that government has a role in taking care of the most vulnerable in society, you know, in creating a more equitable society. So I, I um, that is basically for the most part, why I, I joined the NDC. You decided to get into politics. Yes. But the primary reason I decided to get into politics was I wanted to do real estate in Ghana. Okay. And I decided to move some resources here uh, to get some lands and da-da-da and leverage it for loans to develop. And I got into all kinds of messy situations. You what know, kind of situations? People selling the land to multiple people, not having documents when you make payments, mm. that kind of stuff. And um, I felt that we could change that, you know. And so I wanted to, I, I saw some things that would take days to really uh, tell th those stories, but I really felt that we could change things, right? And of course, I was also with regards to land administration. Yes, and um, and also when you come in here and you see what's happening in the political space, right? Um, the ineptitude, the wanton corruption, and you know. I felt that I could uh, make a difference. And like I said, I've always been political. I was the president of African Students Association when I was in school. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. I had worked on some campaigns. I had also done a little bit of organizing for the, with the Ghanaian community mm. in, uh, in the U.S., in, in the DMV area. And uh, I felt it was time, mm. you know. So I came in, and uh, I, I kind of grew up at Asqua, 
in Kumasi. So I explored possibilities there. And then I also, I'm from uh, Santiachim in the Jansa uh, Domi Agogo area. That's a Santiachim North. Yes. So I explored those uh, places. At the time, it was the no North and Central was one constituency. Okay. Yeah. So that was kind of what I was going for. Okay. And I decided to uh, do that. So, so so hold up. Your real estate move in Ghana, basically, <laughs> did it fly? No, because I, I got locked up. I had all kinds of money locked up, and I didn't understand the system. I was trying to do things right, but the system doesn't permit right. <laughs> You're trying to do the American things in Ghana. <laughs> it, and it wasn't flying. <laughs> you know? It wasn't flying. So, you know, you, you get frustrated, and then you fly back, and then... You have a transaction to close, so you fly back to do that, and so, then you so have to come here and chase. Mm -hmm. It didn't know. lift off at all? No, no. You I couldn't I, start, you couldn't complete the real estate no, company? No, no. Well, all? we registered the company and stuff like that, but we didn't do work in the sense that um, I got entangled in too many, you know, uh, Land litigation issues. Yes, and, and then I decided to go into politics, which meant I gave up on chasing stuff, right? And then I went to live in the bush. I went to live in the front place to organize the, in the jungle. Uh, you know, sleeping To organize what? To organize what? People. Voters. People. Okay. To organize so you can register people to vote and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And... Uh, so I went then, to live... Then, then hold up. How were you making money then? You I just wasn't making money. Of your yes. savings from the U.S.? Of whatever I had. And I had to actually liquidate assets and whatnot, you know, to support what I was doing and also to be able to support my family. So you couldn't build any house and sell in Ghana under your real estate company? No, I didn't. I didn't. Not even one? I didn't because I stopped chasing the... Uh, it was frustrating. It was very stressful, you know? Um, then how did you think you could change the land administration system on the whole i felt if you get if you get into the power space ah uh, right right because if if you have power in ghana right you can change things mm. right so my hope was to get into parliament mm. you know to to be part of the uh power brokerage yeah. system, if I may, you know. And not just the land uh, administration stuff, but everything, everything. Because if you think about it, what are the things that are going well in the country today? When we were kids, right? So Nanado started this railway ministry. When we were kids, you could take the train from Kumasi to Takrade, it, it collapsed. Hmm. You know? Look at the education system today. You know, the people club for uh, Duchum that he's done something great. As we sit here, universities are closed. Why? Because they're waiting for Wasi resource to come so that they know when the freshmen are gonna come in. Otherwise, they can't open. And at any time, like now, when you go to any secondary school, you have 
maybe one or two of the uh, students' classes, right? Either Form 1 and Form 2, Form 2 and Form 3. You never have all three in school at the same time. It's messy, hmm. you know. Okay, if you just joined us, this is Percenti Profile here on Joy 99.7 FM. I'm spending time with Ambassador Daniel Osei, who's a former consul of Ghana to Dubai. And we're getting through his journey. It's quite a revealing journey, to be honest. Um, I'm, 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 I'm just surprised to hear about, you know, the, your efforts in, you know, starting a real estate company and also when that didn't materialize, did you get into any other business? In Ghana? Yes. No. I, I just, I went straight. I like to focus on one thing at a time. So you went straight into politics? Into politics. And I, and I knew what I was doing was I was in uh, an opposition stronghold. Mm. You know, I'm NDC. Yes. And uh, Asante Achim is strong, MPP. MPP. <laughs> and uh, call me Kujo mad. Banjiman, yes. Right? I contested Kojo Banjima in 2012. In 2012. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and... Um, you had about a little over 20% of the votes. Uh, call me insane. I really felt I could win it. I really did. And if you ask Kojo uh, uh, and all the MPP people, they felt they were. <laughs> they felt I could run for them because I went and I organized. And if you look, if you go back and look at the numbers from uh, what we had in uh, 20, 2008, mm. when North and South was one, I actually had more votes. So you improved the numbers there than when yeah. we, we had uh, the two constituencies together. And uh, I, I felt that, you know, organizes, organizing is about people. Mm. And if you speak to uh, people's aspirations, you can get their buy-in. Do you still have hopes of, of going back there? To the constituency? Yes. I think I want to be a voice in Ghanaian politics. I don't know about whether it's going to be parliamentary or, you know, but I, in terms of going back for politics is what you're asking. Uh, no, would you want to go contest that seat again? I'm not contesting right now. Would you want to go back? I could. Would you want to go back? Would I want to? Yes. Would you go back? It depends on what uh, my political or my life journey you know, uh, no, I'm just asking just because of the conversation we are having about the stronghold. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's an MPP stronghold. Yes. Uh, you have tried uh, uh, Mary Aousi yes. tried after you. Yes. Was it Was it after you that Mary Aousi tried on the NDC ticket? Yes. Yes. Uh, Malaji Adams, you also tried. Yes. And he couldn't get close to the numbers of Honorable and the Apia Kubi. Yes. Do you think that in that context, yes. would you would you want to try again? If NDC is serious about winning any seat in an MPP stronghold, then NDC must be ready to invest in organizing. Mm. I, uh, I think if we had the opportunity to build on what we did in 2012, in 2016, we could have also built on it in 2020. And if you look at the dynamics, you will see that we've had different opportunities to do well, right? Mm. But we didn't because the party is not focused on organizing. The party has been um, 
I, I guess, mired in this stalemate of what I call Yang Kong Kwan. Mm. You know, people just follow. I, are you still a member of the NDC? I am. You you are? Yeah. I mean, for, for, for some time, you have criticized the party in so many ways. And actually, specifically for the ex-president. Yes. Uh, Mahama. Yes. So vehemently. Yes. It sounds as if you have a problem with the party. I don't have a problem with the party. But, you know, if you look at what you call criticizing, right? Um, what I was saying in 2018 when we were going for our primaries was the, 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 the wind of change that was blowing in the country, right, demanded NDC to present something different. Mm. And we missed that opportunity. And by something different, you mean a new flag bearer? Yes. Because all the things that... Muhammad did in office. Ghanaians, you know, greeted him on election day. And he was rejected with the most, uh, the, the biggest vote margin, if I may, of defeat. But th this is your flag bearer. I yes. Mean, isn't isn't it um, right that you probably yes he was he lost an election but wouldn't you rather encourage him and support him and probably you know together you all find a way of getting back to power or you just thought that he was just a wrong fit yes i worked with him i kind of got up close and personal a little bit mm. and you know in 2016 Ghanaians wanted something Ghanaians saw the uh, NDC government and decided they wanted something different. Okay. Right? Because many people know what is possible. Right? And so in that quest for something different, they voted massively for Akufuado. Akufuado's very first act as president was a, was a fraudulent... Uh, plagiarism of somebody's speech his very first act as president no no let's expose him let's, let's, let's stay within the context of our conversation because yes. we're, we're talking about the ndc and then yeah. you brought that bit in yeah now um you, you you have had very strong words for for president mahama yeah um in fact maybe actually, even stronger for Kufaru, but go ahead <laughs> you've had very strong words for him yes but he appointed you I mean, yes, he you worked did. with him. Yes. At what point did you realize that all these things that you say about him, uh, bad governance, corruption, incompetence, nepotism, whatnot, at what point did you realize all of these things? It's not about what I realized or what I think at the personal level, right? It's about the realities, the truth, right? From your perspective. From my perspective and from the Ghanaian perspective. Now, let's stay on your perspective. Yes. But I just want to know when you realized this. Was this after he was voted out or probably during your time with him? A little bit of both. But, you know, when you're in it, you know, if you... You can't speak. When you're in it, you have to try to make it work. You couldn't speak. You, when you're in it, you, you, I mean, you don't see uh, ministers of state today coming out 
and talking about what's wrong with the government of the day because they are in it. It's their job to fix it. So yep. when you're in it, that is not when you complain. And when we lost power as partisans, as NDC partisans, our number one priority is to win power. And I concluded Mahama can't win. And so I was advocating for something different. And we had a lot of good guys in the race at the time. Mm. We had Spiel Gabra in there. We had uh, Guzi Tano, okay. very intelligent guy. We okay. had Alban Bagbin and so, and others. That didn't work out. And right? I felt, yes, but it didn't work out because Muhammad was in the contest. Okay. Well, that didn't work out. Yeah. Fast forward to 2024, he's actually going to be flag bearer again. Yes. How do you feel about that? It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. I, I think it's unfortunate because if you look at what Ghanaians are asking for today, mm. they want something different. They saw the Muhammad administration and said, no, this is not what we want. They are living the nightmare of Akufado's government, mm. right? And if you, if you really think about it, the one guy who gave hope to Ghanaians during the 2016 campaign, so much that they, they voted massively for NPP, was Baumia. Mm. He said so many things, right? And today he's having to walk back a lot of them. And some of the ones that he tries to double down on, like this nonsense about when the fundamentals are blah, if, blah, blah. If, the, 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 let's kindly watch you know, the language. I know you're a little livid, but... Can oh, I'm not livid. I'm, I'm, <laughs> calm down a little know, bit, please. I am. I am calm. Man. Okay. I am calm. You know, so Ghanaians have seen that, uh, the Mahama thing, and said they don't want it. And in 2020, if you look at what happened in Parliament, what I was saying was true that there was a strong wind of change blowing in the country and that NDC had a duty to listen to Ghanaians and invite Ghanaians to partner us for victory. We didn't. And the end result, if you look at the results that came from Central Region, of the nine constituencies that we picked up, Mahama lost them all. If so you my, look at my, so my point what is, happened in uh, Greater Accra, right. Mahama is the first candidate to win Greater Accra and still lose the national elections. Okay, okay. You well, know, if uh, you look at what the, the, the uh, electoral trends in the north, I, I mean, by so... by now you probably would double down on uh, your criticism for him, but it looks like it's, it's... I toned down because, you know, I made a lot of noise in 2018. Yes. And the reason why I was making that noise was because as long as he's in the race, yeah, right, you have to understand that Mahama has been on the ticket four times. This is his fifth time. He was the v VP in 2008. I don't want this, 2012, us to focus this on the former president. Yes. Okay. I, 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 I don't want to either, but I'm, yes, just, yes. I'm just trying to explain that I, it was not a personal thing. I, 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 I was just surprised that you're still a member of the NDC because um, you've constantly criticized the party, you've criticized the flag bearer, 
even now that it's very confirmed that he's going back on the ticket on 2024 yeah you still don't think that is the right choice i don't i don't know whether you're very uncomfortable in the ndc i'm not <laughs> do you think they might kick you out of the ndc kick me out of the ndc yes oh well that would be a decision for the ndc to take would you be surprised if they did i don't know if it would mean anything right would because you be surprised if they did would I be surprised if they yes, did? If they dissociated themselves from you? Not particularly. And uh, I'm uh, asking because I actually chanced on an article where you were uh, writing a, a piece. You authored a piece. I don't know whether it's legit coming from you, mm. but you authored a piece that suggested that the MPP delegates should vote for Kennedy Japan. Yes, it came from me. Why, why are you, as a member of the NDC, yes. um, campaigning or endorsing an MPP presidential candidate? You know... Or flag bearer, flag, uh, flag bearer uh, aspirant? Lexis, most people who... Politic, you know, earlier we were talking about the political elites and that kind of... Politic for money. And so, they're not really about the country i'm thinking about the country i am thinking about ghana and i believe that ndc lost an opportunity if you look at what the eiu report was suggesting it stated clearly that the change energy was on the side of ndc but they expect ndc to change the flag bearer they we didn't, didn't we didn't do that. Okay. Right? If you listen, you're a journalist, so I'm sure you, you hear what's go, what people are saying on the ground. The country is not excited about returning the uh, former president. And I think that Baumia is, has become almost a vexation to many people, just a name. And so I see him as uh, MPP's Mahama of sorts. But we have, an, they have the, the delegates, the MPP delegates, they have an opportunity. They have an opportunity to do something for Ghana. And if they would select Kennedy, they will change the energy in the system. I know tons of independents who are not going to vote mm. for anybody if it's Mahama and Baumia, they're not going to vote. I know a, a lot of NDC people who have sworn to vote for Kennedy if Kennedy is the flag bearer. If, the, if, if Kennedy was given flag bearership of yeah. the NPP, would you vote for him? I will work very hard to make sure he comes to power and I'll tell you why. So that means you'll be defecting to the MPP. It's not about party. But the labels, the MPP and DC labels mean very little to me. They, I'm not... You are, you're a card-bearing member yes, of the NDC. Yes, it's a card, right? But, but you would wield that card and campaign for Kennedy Japan. Yes. <laughs> Listen, let me tell you why I like Kennedy. Right. I, 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 understand, I understand that you like him, but I, I don't know whether you, you get the... Uh, 
the, the context with which we, we're, we're, we're having this conversation. I, I don't, I don't <laughs> mind. Because I don't mind at all. You don't mind? I don't mind the MPP, NDC tax. I, them, listen. Okay. I, I actually wanted to uh, contest the chairmanship, the NDC chairmanship. Oh, I see. I did. And I started some rounds. And some of the most senior most members of the NDC were saying things like, you know, if you want to be chairman, you have to support Mahama to win the primaries. And I said, why can't we just have an open primary so that the best person win? And they said, no, you have to tell us that you want to support Muhammad. We agree with you that he may not win. We agree with you that he did badly in 2020, even though people try to say mm. uh, we cut that thing by four, uh, half a million or whatever, da 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 And many of them were telling me that they also believe he can't win, but they just want him to have his time and go. What does that mean? Right? What does that mean to have his four years and go? What does that mean? Who owes him four years? And if you look at the country and the myriad of problems that we have today, it takes about two years to fully form a government. Right? About a year to govern, and then you start in the next campaign. What exactly can we do with him? And then, okay. more importantly, those of us who got close to him, and saw him perform, which I just believe he doesn't have what it takes to help transform Ghana. Do you think you can be leader of this country in someday? Do I think I can lead this country in someday? Absolutely. I think I can lead this country. Is that country. an ambition you, you have? Is that an ambition I have? Yes. I think I want to be part of the uh, decision makers, you know, kin makers, decision makers, but I want to, I, I have ideas that I think I want to bring to bear. Okay. Well, that's good. What's the biggest lesson this politics journey has taught you? It is very easy to go broke. <laughs> <laughs> In po doing politics in Ghana, it's very easy to go broke, right? <laughs> and the, the, you know, earlier we were talking about all this, uh, you know, uh, spending money without earning and da-da-da-da-da-da-da, yeah. you know? And sometimes you have somebody who will hide in some corner, do absolutely nothing, and immediately after elections, they will take, you know, 100000 a million dollars, go and give it to the da-da-da. And immediately they start getting da 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 da, da and then they become, you know. And uh, you, the guy who was sleeping in your pickup in the bush, you know, who did all the groundwork to help win, they see you as some foolish boy, you know. Right? You know. Are you broke? Am I broke? Yeah. I'm not rich. <laughs> did politics make you broke? Yes. Politics. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not. You know, I'm not, um, I'm blessed, right? I, I, I live well. I live, I live at Epport Hills for crying out loud, albeit in a, a modest da-da-da. Um, my kids are doing wonderful, you know? 
you mentioned some of the schools these people attended and uh you know so it's uh it's okay yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. what's your biggest regret in in life yeah none 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 good stuff if you had to advise anybody based on your life journey what would it be be passionate be, be true be true to self right um and, uh, and 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 that's one of the things I like about Kennedy. You know, when I see his passion, his aspirations to do great, right? I think he's the kind of guy who would take an idea, you know, and like the ruler of Dubai or the uh, Kagamis of the world, 